Hello and welcome to Soapbox, the soap podcast brought to you by RadioTimes.com. We're here every week to talk about the soaps and have a preview of what's coming up. Uh, this week we're talking about week beginning 16th of March 2020. I'm Jonathan News and I'm joined by... <gasps> David Brown. David Brown. He's just had a can of Coke, so apologies for any burps. Coke Zero. Oh, well done. Well done, you. <laughs> That's a life choice. But you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't drink gaseous stuff should you before you go on air because not really david no but i have a bit of windy pops (laughs) one of us is professional (laughs) in this partnership Uh, i'll let you decide who uh so with burps aplenty we're going to talk about (laughs) next week on the soaps we're going to start with eastenders which has the return of danny hardcastle who's he i hear you ask who is he david he's barry grant from brookside (laughs) gabriel off oh no gabriel was todd carty wasn't it he was on the bill Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was get him and Todd Carty's characters mixed up. But anyway. he's the artist formerly known as Barry Grant. Barry Grant from Brookside, who was kind of Brookside's Phil Mitchell, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's going to be entangling with Ben Mitchell, isn't he? He is. Now, you might remember, I think about a year ago, um, Paul Usher guested as this gangster Danny. Remember that Spanish gangster sideline thing that was going on with Phil and Keanu? It was all very nebulous, wasn't it, as to what they yes. were actually doing? Wasn't somebody like held in a container? Louise and Keanu, I believe, were held in containers. Mm. Um, it basically, Phil had uh, muscled in on Danny's turf in Spain and then it all followed him back to Walford. And we caught a glimpse of um, guest star Danny. He's now back. He's got a proposition for Ben. I think he wants him to do some gangsteriness. Mm. Uh, Pre-watershed gangsterism. Pre-water- yeah, the best kind. <laughs> yeah, you never see any kind of like real violence, <laughs> do you? Because really. it's on at half seven in the, in the evening. It often involves getting in a car. You don't see anybody getting shanked, do you? <laughs> I don't really want to see a shank. <laughs> King at half seven. Um, do write in if you'd like to. Viewers. Um, yeah, there's none of that. It's often phone calls, texts, yeah. and speeding cars. And sighing. Yes. People often kind of just look in and go, <sighs> and putting their head in their hands quite a lot. Yeah. And flak jackets. But this is basically <laughs> just going to lead, lead to another kind of um, blow up between. Ben and Callum, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so this is gonna. Uh, I think Ben's, you know, drawn back into the gangster world, and obviously with Callum uh, uh, a copper in training, um, it puts them at odds. But yeah, what else? What else can we reveal about this? Well, you know, I, mean, I saw this picture the other day online on social media, and it, it was a picture of Ben and Callum together, and underneath it, it said hashtag relationship goals. Really? And I'm thinking that by next Friday or week on Friday, their relationship is almost going to be torn asunder. Yet again. Hashtag over. (laughs) Yeah. But why do we kind of venerate these relationships between people who never seem to have a day's happiness in their it's lives. It's true, isn't it? Because Rob Ron, obviously, are the, the, the most obvious comparison, Emma Dale's Their Aaron best day was when Robert <laughs> tied Aaron to a radiator. <laughs> they the, never recreated that romance, no. did they? Vanity. Well, they're having like the worst time at the moment yeah. anyway. Um, it does. Well, it, is it couples you can root for? Is that the fact that, you know, they life will throw obstacles in their direction, but they will stick together? Although it doesn't sound like Ben and Callum are sticking together. No. Because it's not really much to aspire towards, really is it i don't think so but people people like to root for true love and i think you know the fact that whatever life throws them ben and callum they do love each other but they're just you know that the ben's constantly in conflict with himself isn't he because he's a mitchell but he kind of doesn't really want to be a mitchell deep down he's just too scared to admit it no that's true yeah um very insightful isn't it (laughs) (laughs) thought about this (laughs) <laughs> but he, yeah, but and they've set up this impossible situation where Callum is 
an enforcer of the law. Oh, that's never going to last. And Ben is, is a breaker of the law. Mm, so so th- it's the law that's going to come between them. Hashtag the law. I fought <laughs> the law, but who won? Um, are you excited about Barry Grant? I used to love Barry Grant in Brookside. Yeah, it's fine, but I just find this whenever EastEnders strays towards the underworld. Yeah, I, not I, underworld I get, in Corrie. No, I get bored very quickly. The only one who I ever thought had real menace to him was Andy. Andy Hunter. Andy Hunter. I completely disagree because he was about as scary as a biro. <laughs> I really, I, he never scared me at all. Oh, I thought he nah. was quite menacing. He looked like a football manager. <laughs> he looked like he was on, you know. Alex Ferguson could Stellin. be scary. Well, I suppose so. He looked like a not very good football manager. <laughs> he looked like the football manager got sacked <laughs> because they got relegated. Did yeah. he get tipped over a road bridge yeah. by Johnny Allen. Now now we're talking Johnny Allen. There's menace for you. But he, he wasn't that tall, was he? Uh, well, anyway, this is this is like no, this isn't a this podcast is, about nineties EastEnders it villains. It isn't, but we've turned it into it. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's see if yeah, it, it, gangsters are hit and miss. Let's say in EastEnders. So let's see if Danny Hartcastle's second um, guest stint bring makes back Kira Maguire. Ray, where is she? <laughs> She's waiting for that money. <laughs> Hello, Sharon. I'd love a night out with you. Aiden still runs the bar. Yeah, he does. That gay he, bar. He yeah. bought it for a pound. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, a quick other thing on Sharon while we're doing um, mentioning Sharon she has a big decision to make about baby Caden is it that she's going to change his name (laughs) (laughs) to something sensible yeah that was just decided in a second by Karen wasn't it yeah a bit weird is that because it's the same spelling as Karen but just with one letter different oh yeah (laughs) and it's a bit like Keanu (laughs) yeah I don't know Um, yeah so there's some there's some Sharon grieving mother Sharon action also to look forward to next week there was a very cruel comment on Gogglebox last week did you see no um, I didn't see it what did they say he's a hairdresser guy from Brighton what's he called um, Stephen Stephen yeah yeah and his husband Daniel yeah he said um they showed his, some of EastEnders, Sharon grieving, and then they, there was like a BBC action line number oh, yeah, yeah. running after if it. If you've and been affected. Gogglebox guy said, if you've been affected by the sight of Sharon without her makeup, please call Samaritans. <laughs> Shady. That was really mean. The shade is real. Yeah. Well, we're here for you, Sharon. Yeah. We understand. Makeup or not. Makeup or not. Mm. Uh should we move on to Coronation Street? Yes, yes. Uh, there's big developments with the horrible, horrible Jeff the Coercive Controller storyline. Now, Alia, who is um, kind of the... Uh, who I'm trying to compare it. Is she the Anna Windas? If this is the feeling story, she's Anna Windas. She she's is, yeah. the one trying to bring him down, trying to make Yasmin, her grandmother, see that she's being bullied and treated terribly by this man and t- to expose him because this is going on behind closed doors. You know, some people have suspected, but Jeff is a master manipulator and he manages to cover his tracks. So Alia is on the case. She's horrified when Yasmin says she's moving to Cyprus with Jeff. I mean, I imagine that. I mean, nobody's going abroad these days, but Jeff's, Jeff's moving overseas. Well done. I think Jeff's, He's keeping the airlines going. Jeff really is. <laughs> Jeff will stop at nothing um, uh, to, to, to get what he wants in yeah. global events. Um, then Alia finds out that he does have a history, possibly, of abuse. A fray. A fray. Yeah. Um, what does this give us? What With a reckon? former partner. Right. And um, She's still about? Do we know much? 
We don't know much. A lot of it is embargoed. Yeah. But she does bring this to Yasmin's attention, doesn't she? She does, in, a, in the hope that, you know, she'll kind of, the scales will fall from her eyes. The trouble is, is that Yasmin, she's all Stockholm Syndrome now, isn't she? She's totally Stockholmed. Mm. She's totally... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the stock that that chicken was cooked in last week. Yeah, he should, um, have, he should yeah. be moving to Stockholm, not Cyprus. Maybe that's the cover story. <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand, if he moves to Cyprus with her, mm. and then... What does what? Just continues to control her in uh, well, Cyprus? Yes. I mean, you control in Cyprus, control in Weatherfield. It's the same controlling. But I think it's because she's going to be away from everybody. The ultimate goal for Jeff is to isolate Yasmin from everybody that cares about her, who has any influence over her, because he just doesn't want anyone else to control her. So this is so drastic in that he's going to move her to another country where they don't know anybody and where... Yeah. You know, no one's going to pop in saying, oh, hi, Yasmin, are you okay? Are you being yeah. coercively controlled by a, a horrible villain? Can we save you? No one's going to, in Cyprus, no one can hear you being coerced. But does Jeff not need social people around him either? Do, does, he doesn't care. Jeff needs to be put away for a very long time, David. That's what Jeff needs. <laughs> I'm worried about Jeff. No, I'm not. I don't care. I want Jeff, Jeff. I want Jeff brought what to justice. You, team Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> what about Charlotte Bronte? You heartless man. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, we all want Jeff brought to justice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know whether this is... I feel like there's a lot more to play in this storyline, so I don't I think... I hope they're not going to go to Cyprus. I hope they're not going to go Imagine to Cyprus. Imagine if that's the DVD spin-off. Oh, yeah, maybe... Jeff and Yasmin in Cyprus. I think there'd be many laughs. <laughs> it's not like the not like the Curly and Raquel one, or like when um, Roy and Haley went to Transylvania. <laughs> I don't think many lols. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, I don't know if they'll get as far as Cyprus, but I don't think Yasmin is there yet to um, really see Jeff's true colours. Do you? No, I think um, there's a long there's a there's a while to to go yet before yeah. the scales fall from. Yasmin's eyes. Agree, but I'm thinking Alia's pretty tough. You know, people think of Alia, she's the girl next door. She's quite sweet. She's got a bit of a tough side, but let's not forget, Alia showed a very, very ruthless side when she was um, trying to get Underworld for herself. Do you remember when Aidan Connor died? Oh, yeah, that's died true. And she's he... a bit sappy, though, as well. She grieved for Luke Breton for about two years. Yeah, but that toughened her up because when Aidan died, she turned into Alexis Colby for mm. like five minutes. Mm. She was like, the business is mine. Aidan signed it over to me. Um, and she did play, you know, hardball with like Carla Connor and Michelle Connor for, for a, mm. um, a little while. I mean, she did back down in the end and was like all smiley. But I like that side of her. I think that she's been through quite a lot, Ali. I think you could potentially make her a bit more ruthless. Um, so I'm I'm just fast forwarding to a few months where she's got Jeff in that basement that Phelan had Andy <laughs> in. And she's bringing in meals and she's totally turned the tables. Oh, so you think that they should keep Jeff hostage? Yeah, Ali's going to keep Jeff hostage. Yeah. <sighs> Ali's the key to the story, I'm telling you. She can lock him in his own box. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Add like that. <laughs> yeah, that's magic. <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> You're having that? <laughs> that's magic. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's like Debbie McGee's turn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we've we've uh, resolved this storyline. she saws him in half for real. <laughs> It's Ali as the new serial killer. Yeah. Not Gary Windass. Yeah. Uh, That's your 9pm episodes this year. Sorted. Yeah. Sorted. I love that. Um, We should also say that uh, Bernie Bernie Winter 
uh, not the 70s entertainer. Um, Gemma's mum, Bernie, is returning. Yeah. Uh, she went off for a bit. Did she go back to um, Holby or Casualty? No, Probably. she's not been in, in either. Oh, anyway, she's back. I'd sense you you didn't miss Bernie much because she left a few months ago. I haven't missed her really at Maybe all. Not. Has, has her son been in it at all since? I don't remember that seeing Paul for ages. No. He had that massive storyline, and then he was like, "I don't know." Not yeah, maybe he's back with this. Uh, Bernie comes back to um, basically be part of Gemma's ongoing, um, you know, can't cope with the baby story, which is going to get quite, you know, quite serious and quite it, lots of moving stuff ahead for Gemma. She kind of admits after putting the babies in danger that she's really struggling with but these. Bernie kids. just wants to make a fast buck all the time, doesn't she? Well, I think we're going to see um, Bernie two point zero and she's going to try and make amends to, you know, be the... Because she did with Paul. She kind of stepped up for Paul, didn't she, finally? Mm. Um, And although she went about things in a kind of Bernie way and kind of made things worse, actually. But I I feel like Corrie are now on the the road to kind of rehabilitate Bernie. I hope so. Because I've got this image of her, like, saying, I'll look after the quads for you. Then at the end of the day, she'll come back. She goes, I've solved your problem. You've got triplets now. I've sold one of them. And we've got 500 (laughs) kids to spend on Fresh Girl. Mum! What have you done that for? That's um, um, uh, an 8pm cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> you never even got the receipt. <laughs> I'll give over. <laughs> I'll get some takeaway. <laughs> I've, I've sold one of them. Um, yeah, so welcome back, Bernie. But uh, she's got a lot to prove, hasn't she? As long as she is a completely different character, I'm fine with it. Uh, not much to ask. No. Um, Emma Dale. Uh-huh. Uh, lots going on with Paddy and Marlon. What can you tell us about this? Well, Parlon, Parlon, <laughs> hashtag relationship goals. Paddy and Marlon—they're <laughs> often brought in as light relief, aren't they? These Indeed. two, Paddy and Marlon. But they've got a bit of a serious storyline next week because we've seen Marlon suffering since being released from prison. He's snapping at the dingles. Oh, and he's not happy, is he, Marlon? No. There's no lols anymore for for Mark Charnock. Definitely not. Uh. Um, it gets to the point where yeah. he thinks, or Paddy thinks, that Marlon's having a heart attack oh because he's crumbs. like gripping his, gripping his arm. Yeah. He has to get rushed to the hospital. Oh but gosh. then events take an unexpected turn just in time for the Thursday half seven cliffhanger. <gasps> Emmerdale returns at 8pm. When Paddy mm. goes into the hospital with Marlon, with the paramedics, and then goes back outside because he realises that he's left baby... Eve, oh, she baby Eve, yeah, yeah, in the back seat. in the car. Yes, and oh, no. she's gone. She's gone. Yeah, Bernie's sold. Her. <laughs> she's now available in fresh clothes <laughs> yeah. with the quad, with the quads. <laughs> Five for four. So <laughs> it's Ber- yeah, it's totally Bernie. Yeah, it's like crossover. And then the social workers are getting yeah. involved by Friday. Boo. Social work in the hierarchy of people who are horrible in soaps. Yeah. Um, Social workers are higher up than police officers. Do you think so? Police officers are quite hated, especially in EastEnders. But the most hated is the social. They are like, um, they're almost blackmail, aren't they? If you don't, the social are going to yeah. come. They're going to take your babies. They're Remember they took Lola's in. baby in EastEnders because she, she had paint on her foot. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of swoop in yeah. and just separate mothers or fathers from children. Yeah, very quickly. Very well, they've quickly. just been around because of Jade and Fizz and Hope and all of that. They kind of are part of that story. So, um, but... A social what, worker should move into a soap, yeah. into the street. And then there'd be like a oh, permanent yeah. state of paranoia. Yes. Everyone will be like... 
yeah they, being, being the best parents of all time because they're hiding in plain sight that's right yeah. um so is that kind of where we leave it with that paddy marlon story but we don't know where eve is just gone we well, have to tune in um we do know because it says in red here on, on the storyline oh, document, yeah. but we can't reveal. Oh. Uh, but um, Paddy is racked with guilt as Chaz berates him. I would, if anyone was going to berate me, <laughs> it, I would hate it to be Chaz because you'd be right berated, wouldn't you? <laughs> you really would. I'd be. berate that. Uh, oh, well, that's very dramatic, isn't it? Yes. Um, and then well. Kim and Andrea play dirty. I think we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Is that not that's Pete Watershed? Yeah. Okay. That's it. I'll just leave you with a little taster there. Okay. Look forward to that bit of dirtiness yeah. in the Tate House. Dirty. Three R's. Dirty. <laughs> hmm. uh, moving on, we've got Hollyoaks to uh, give a mention to here. Hollyoaks has been running, but it's in sharp focus next week. Darren Osborne's depression storyline. Um, this is quite an interesting one. Um, People would think, oh, Darren, he's the comic relief. He's the Joker in the pack. He's the life and soul. But it's tears of a clown. It's tears of a clown. So they've kind of embarked on this. You know, he's dissatisfied with his life and just can't cope with lots of stuff that's gone on in the last few months. But it's it's quite a long-term exploration of male mental health in your 30s, 40s. Corey have done this really well, I think, in the past. Obviously, the Aidan Connor story was... They've done it both well and badly. They have done it well, but they did it very well with Aidan. And think not that so was... well with Steve. Yeah, Steve... I... And Steve is kind of like a Darren character, isn't he? He very is, very much so, yeah. he it, He's kind of... Um, it's a good parallel to draw in that he is the joke with the pack and he's the kind of, you know, the, he's the put-upon husband and he's the kind of the embarrassing dad, that sort of thing. Um, but I feel like when Corey did... Um, depression story with Steve I, I'm not sure that they go back to it enough no they don't yeah he's, he's just reverted to type really he seems he? to have yeah um, but, but you then, think there's more um, planning gone into the Darren story I do story feel now. there's more planning gone into the Darren story I think it's been building up for quite a long time um, and I think you've got an actor like Ashley Taylor Dawson who's got a lot of natural empathy and I think he's one of the the longest serving cast members. So I do think yeah, if you've yeah. grown up with the show that you do relate to him and you do sympathise with him and you root for him. So I think he's a good choice for this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I think it's, it, you know, and Hollyoaks have said it is a long-term thing that they are investing. And, you know, Hollyoaks has done well the last few years with mental health stories. Um, and so it all comes to a head at this open mic comedy done, night. Yeah, so he did, an, he's basically... Um, acting quite manically to distract himself from his kind of overwhelming emotions. Um, and he's been planning all these events and they've all been a bit of a disaster. And it, it's it's going to come to a head next week and people are going to start to question and kind of say, are, are you OK, Darren? What's going on? But it's whether he admits it, whether mm, he gets help. And mm. um, I think the person who is going to surprisingly be the person to help him is Kyle who actually is now the person who is um, engaged to Darren's ex-wife Nancy so those two shouldn't really be friends but um, he is going to uh, yeah become a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a support Sounding for Darren ball, yeah, yeah, okay. so, yeah so that is kind of big in focus next week so that's Hollyoaks big mm-hmm. story we also we should do Neighbours really shouldn't we well the 35th the <laughs> happy birthday to Neighbours there's my terrible Aussie accent so is uh, it set in South Africa this week <laughs> Um, just for one week only. <laughs> right, so get on this, everybody. Neighbours. High concept. Oh, 
the highest of cons. I can't even reach it so high. So <laughs> if you thought going on a boat and having the same day told four times was a, a, a crazy concept for EastEnders 35th, you ain't seen nothing yet. Neighbours, week commencing 16th of March. Basically, um, it's on 10 times in a week. So we've got our normal daytime showing. And in the daytime, we've got the Lassiter's Wedding Expo, which is going to play host to five weddings. Keep that number in your head. Five. Five weddings of uh, classic neighbours couples from each era of the show. So we go as far back as Jane Harris and Des Clark and as up to date as Prue Wallace and Gary Canning. It's Benito Alessi going to be in it. I mean, that's embargo, David. We can't talk about that. (laughs) Or the Lim family. Returning. Uh, oh my god! Let's hope so. <laughs> was that when like they were suspected of eating animals or it eating was dogs indeed or a something? Dark time for the show. Oh, yeah, Julie I, suspected them. Julie did. Yeah, terrible. Um, we've had the Alessi twins back last year, so you know that's that. Benito's not come back though, has he? Uh, no. <laughs> Stop saying Benito. He's not being obsessed. What about Kathy? What about um, Marco? Rick Alessi? Did he Is come he back? Available? I don't, no, I don't think so. Oh. None of those characters are coming back, but um, several others are. Yeah. Uh, so that's the concept of the daytime show. Running in parallel to that, um, a gang of, uh, I'd say, the, the kind of glamorous younger neighbours uh, head off to Pierce Grayson's Island Resort, which is conveniently um, remote and deserted <laughs> for Ellie Conway's 35th get yes. it, birthday party. This is uh, the backdrop to Finn Kelly, amnesiac former teacher and um, uh, recovering psychopath, to take revenge on all his enemies. And this is what has been building up for months. And there's going to be three victims, right? Three victims, five weddings. Put those numbers together. Oh, I failed my maths twice, sorry. (laughs) And you get eight. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant, well done. (laughs) So yeah. Three and five, 35, 30th anniversary of Neighbours. It does itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that is kind of our high concept week. There's... And that, so that, much the, going on. the death stuff is going to be on at 10 p.m., right? Yeah, so, it, and do you know what it's called? <laughs> Neighbours Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dubbed because it's late night. It's a bit more violent. The whole thin strand of stories. It does link up to the main show. So, to get the most out of this, you will have to watch everything. But it takes Neighbours place. Endgame. Neighbours Endgame. Is this it, the NCU? Yeah, that it's totally that. I'm hoping that it crosses with Home and Away and Alf turns up on this island and it's actually Summer Bay. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, so, yes, so it's on normal time, one forty-five and 5.30 in the daytime. That's your nice, you know, kind of um, wedding-y stuff going on in Erinsborough and then the island resort holiday from hell, Finn's Revenge, is at 10pm every night oh, across violent Monday it's to Friday. Go. Well, there's going to be death and I've seen some quite alarming um pictures of people looking very beaten up and oh, down be, mine yeah. shafts and with snakes and like uh, decapitated uh that was something else i was watching um so yeah see if there's any decapitation imagine, imagine that in neighbors that people just started <laughs> that's being garroted. that's how the end of the week just three heads on spikes <laughs> <laughs> one of them one of them's kylie's yeah. One of them's Jason's. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's when good. Entrails. It's going to be like post-apocalyptic the week after, isn't it? Yeah. In Ramsey Street. It's so Wolf huge. Creek. Yeah, it's, it's huge. But I think props to neighbours for really pulling out the stops and giving people a proper treat, giving fans a treat for <laughs> That would be it. a treat. That would be it. I can't wait for the decapitation. <laughs> Uh, decapitation not confirmed, <laughs> by the way. Um, 
so yeah, this, that all kicks off, as does all of this week beginning yeah. 16th of March. Is there any other soap business, David, you wish to share with I think us? They've run out of business. Sure. Yeah. If you checked for I'm any a spent business, force. any business behind your chair, completely voided. Have you drunk your Coke Zero? Yeah, it's, it's so lovely. Mm. Send me some Coke Zero, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh. take anything. Panda yeah. Cola. <laughs> Roller <Rola> Cola. <laughs> okay, so um, hopefully this time next week uh, we'll have some more fizzy drinks to discuss. Um, well, if that is all, that is it. Thank you, David. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're here every week to talk about the soaps and give you a sneak preview. You can find us on um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcast. So, until next time, see you soon. <laughs>